0: Yeah, Joe. I second that. I, I really thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, well, it's
1: a pleasure, indeed, be pleasure, Dave. Pleasure being yeah. able to talk with you.
0: Well, you you you've seen the elephant and heard the owl. You, uh, uh, you're you're one of the uh, you're the epitome of a, of a real football guy, uh, Joe. And not only uh, college and pro having the opportunity and, and excelling on both levels, but uh, you also coach both sides of the ball, which is uh, tremendously important. I think they're all great coaches years ago. Uh, they all coach both offense and defense and got experience on both. Let me yeah. jump into a couple of things uh, here, Here, Joe, if, um, if I might. The, um, I'm going to ask you first uh, about the University of Alabama. There are an awful lot of Alabama Fans and alumni and ex players, and you name it, uh, around this area. And uh, most of them, or a lot of them, listen to this show. uh, I want to ask you just in general about the University of Alabama uh, and not including Nick Saban. Uh, We know what a big part he is because we're going to ask you about Nick uh, right after this. But University of Alabama, going back to the 1920s. They've had national championship uh, teams, different coaches in different years. And, and we know the legend of Barry Bryant. And of course, then uh, Gene Stallings uh, wins the national championship. And, and not to mention what Beck has done. But how do you see, having been a part of that University of Alabama uh, football program? and winning a national championship. What is it about the University of Alabama that helps to create that championship type um, climate that you have there?
1: Well, Kay, you know, after I got there, I went there with Nick after I retired from the NFL. And once you're there, you see the pride that, uh all the ex players and all the alumni and the people in the state have it. And they have, Kay, they have an expectation to win. And as you know from doing this for a long time yourself, uh that's a key. You know, they they expect to, they expect to do all the little things that it takes to win. Uh and and do all the work and Uh, it it just rubs off on you when you're in there. And with Nick there, Nick is a very smart guy, very passionate, very driven. Um, He and his organization just fit right into that Uh, and and to carry on that tradition that that started back years ago and uh, Coach Bryan had and Coach Stallings had and then Nick is just carrying it on, but it's it's a unique place. I will tell you that.
0: Well, it certainly is, and people have to remember that Alabama is not a uh, heavily populated state. They don't have uh, the uh, hotbeds of uh, athletes like the Miamis and uh places in Texas and uh, you know the state of Florida, state of Texas, state of California. But yeah, no, you're
1: uh, you're exactly right. But they have uh, they have great tradition, and that's what you started with and there with the 1920s. And with the way the world has become and the country has become smaller with uh air travel and all that now, and with social media, then you're you have access to everybody. I mean, like the quarterback right now is from California. We had a good running back from California. As you said, we've had a lot of good players from the Pensacola area of
0: Florida. Yeah. You you know, well, there's an awful lot of of Alabama excitement around around here. I I would say, you know, that uh, it's close between uh, University of Alabama and University of Florida uh, as to who Mm -hmm. might have the most Uh, In the way of fans in this area, Uh, that issue comes in fairly close. But at any rate, uh, you know, Coach Bryant used to talk about his final talking to Charlie Pell uh, over the uh, years ago, and Coach Bryant used to advise all of his um, players who went into coaching that uh, the first place you should look for uh, in, in the way of coaching would be a place with tradition, just what you just said. Tradition means a lot, an awful lot to, uh, to the winning. Now, if you will, take it a step further, and let's go to Coach Nick Saban and the difference between him and because there are, there's obviously a heck of a difference. Uh, nobody would know it, better uh, than you, being assistant head coach and offensive line coach there at Alabama and winning a national championship. What would you say is the biggest difference between – Nick Saban and 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 the the other head coaches that uh, let's say that you're affiliated with,
1: have been affiliated with. Well, Kate, okay. first of all, Nick and I go back uh, forever. I've known Nick, as a matter of fact, when I was playing at West Virginia, uh, my roommate, his brother was playing against Nick in high school, so I saw Nick play while I was playing at West Virginia. So we go back, I've known him, and then we worked together at West Virginia University. So I've known him forever, and we coached against each other in the NFL, and we've been friends all these years. So I went down there with him. I knew what kind of coach he was because I'd, I'd been with him. And uh, But he has, and I mentioned a minute ago, he has great passion he has organic organizational skills. He has motivational skills. Uh, he's very intelligent. And all details, there's no detail small enough that he doesn't cover. And he's very demanding of players and coaches. And, and he loves his players, too. I mean, people think he's just hard on them. Nick really... Is uh, does everything he can to take care of his players while they're there and after they finish. Whether they go into pro ball or whether they just go on with their life's work. So he's uh, very rare, and he's got he's got the pulse of every facet of the organization. You know, in major college football now, Kay, you've got. You've got recruiting, you've got weight room, you've got equipment, you've got medical room, uh, medical facilities, you've got alumni relations, you've got all these tentacles that go out to all these different areas, and, and you don't want a problem in any one of them. And Nick has great ability to relate to all areas and have a sense of what they're all doing and uh, handle any problem that comes up, and more importantly, prevent most of them. You know, so it's, yeah. it, it's it's an outstanding organization.
0: And he also uh, engenders loyalty from uh, those people, uh, players, and coaches, of, uh, of people that were affiliated with him because of his. Affection for them, and uh, that's a carryover, Coach Bryant. You know, Coach Bryant uh, uh, was stickler for uh, for the loyally factor, so that tends to be uh, something that's embedded in that Alabama tradition as well. Yeah, exactly. Let me me ask about this year, uh, Joe. What what do you see? How do you see this year's Alabama football team? Right now, I know it's not uh, spring's not over yet, but uh, how do you how do you see this team coming along as compared to maybe last year?
1: Well, they've got again this year. You know, they've got a lot of young players. That's the way it is every year now, and it's uh, you you have more changeover now. Alabama always in in the last uh, fifteen years have lost a lot of guys to the draft. And they will this year. You know, like They'll go to the NFL. There'll be some first-rounders and then a lot of other ones all the way down. So there'll be uh, another between nine or 12 guys going to the NFL. And now what's different, Kay, is you have the transfer portal. So you have players who look and, and uh, some have already left. They say, okay, I might not be able to play here in the next two years, so I'm going to leave. So that means you've got more turnover. You've got spring practice, if you can get some of your freshmen in there and you get some of your transfers in there to jail and then summer conditioning, they're working as a team, they jail but fall practice is really important. But they have talent. They've got the quarterback coming back, uh, they've got uh, replaced some receivers, but they've done, and they've got some young guys that have talent. They've got a uh, couple of the, on the running back uh, area that they've, they've got some talent there. They just need playing time and to put the five guys in the offensive line that can gel. Now, on the defensive side of it, they've got uh, some secondary people coming back. That is probably this year we'll have more secondary people coming back and defensive backfield uh, who have playing time and have experience and have ability and uh, a couple outside pass rushers that are really, uh, outstanding and some losing a couple of defensive linemen, but we do every year, but there's some talent there and they've got to, Come and step up and and uh, do what's been done
0: before them. Right. Well, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm going to take you a step here in another direction. Uh, your experience is, is absolutely amazing, uh, Joe. You uh, you really you really have been involved in in the guts of both. Uh, college and and pro uh, football, which as a topic, in fact, we're going to be talking about it later. Give me your feelings uh of the difference between coaching in college and and coaching professional football. Uh, well, you know, you know, okay
1: you're, yourself, you've you've been there, and in pro football. What I my twenty years there, what I felt was that. I found out early when I went to the Cleveland Browns and had guys like Ozzy Newsome and guys who had been around that I better know what I'm talking about in pro football. I better know it because these guys, uh, they'll figure it out real quick. And I found out in pro football that if a guy, I I, I had a job to do. If a guy was making at that time, back in the eighties, if a guy was making $500,000 and I could help him get to a million, then that's what I was going to do. Now, in order to do that, then I had to improve him. I had to improve him technique, knowledge, and the willingness to work at it, motivation to get better. So, because the guys they they're already developed to a point, so I had to do those things now in college football, once you get a guy he he's you got you've got to teach him the fundamentals a lot of times you've got the but you' got to start with the basics, but you still have to motivate them, and you still have to uh, give them knowledge, but you really fundamentals. Uh, uh Kay, you've got, you've got to get them ingrained early in the fundamentals of playing whatever position they play. I've coached quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, offensive line, all of them down through the years. It doesn't matter. But the fundamentals of the play and of, of, of their position. And, Kay, you know what I've always felt is, is coaching players is what I wanted out of them. Number one is teaching them what to do. That includes stance, footwork, uh, alignment, whether I'm on the ball, off the line of scrimmage, whether I'm in a three-point, two-point stance. Uh, What is my assignment? If I'm a defensive tackle, do I have the A gap? If I'm a wide receiver, is my assignment 10-yard out? Then I teach them how to do it. What's the technique that I have to do how, what I'm supposed to do, and how I'm supposed to do it, and it takes time. And then the last part of it is why am I doing it? And once they get to that point where conceptually they know how they fit into the scheme and know why they're double-teaming or know why they're taking a open and a crossover step or the quarterback knows why he's taking a five-step drop, then, then you get them to the next point.
0: Or you just uh, you just hit the uh, the gold mine there. You're right. And uh, but I'll tell you now in college uh, football there, there there are three things that um, really take a lot a lot of patience now. And and, and of course that's recruiting. What that's turned into be has always been a pain, but uh, now it's even worse. And of course with the transfer portal and this NIL. Uh, college coaching has really become much, much tougher, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, to, to but have. I tell you
1: what, Kay, I, I still believe you've got all these things that are out there, you know, which you and I didn't have years ago, like you just mentioned, NIL transfer portal. But once you cross that line for that, get on the practice field, or once you cross that line on game day, all those other things can't matter. You know, it still comes down to once you're there practicing, you're in that moment and practicing. Once you're there playing, you're in that moment. And that's what you've got to take advantage of, that moment you have with them. and, and Because you can't control those other things to a point. NIL, you can't control transfer portal. You're not with the kid all the time, so you can't keep him from going into it. So, the things you can control, you've got to make sure you do.
0: That's true. Got to ask you a couple of uh, questions here that um, I think a number of our uh, people in our audience would like me to ask you. Um, you're, in fact, you looked at this year's crop uh, that will be coming out the draft here in a few days, and of particular interest. Uh, of course, it's a deep draft with, with uh, people up front, which is important, and I think receivers. But quarterbacks, you're fairly near, uh, I think it's the kid at uh, Pittsburgh coming out, and also uh, Willis a kid at, uh, at Liberty, uh, coming out, and then there are a couple yeah. of other uh, quarterbacks. But uh, quarterbacks in particular, will narrow it down. Uh, of the quarterbacks uh, coming out, how do you how do you see that lining up? Meaning, who might stand the best chance of helping a football team early on?
1: Yeah, you are okay. I haven't studied all of them because I'm not involved in as much. like now at Alabama, we played against a kid from Cincinnati, and he is mm-hmm. a big, tall. Uh, good-looking uh, receiver, got a nice arm, gets the ball out quick. He's a five-year player, so he's got a lot of snaps under his belt. He's one that I think will will work up in the mix. Now, I think the kid from uh, Pittsburgh, he has, he size-wise, uh, he has all those physical traits that you want. And and, and he can run well, uh, uh, throws a a nice ball. And then uh, the the kid at Liberty, uh, I know Hugh Frazier really likes him. And and I haven't seen him as much, so I can't. But I know Hugh Hugh has has, has, uh, said that he, he thinks he has a chance to be a really special player.
0: Right. Who, who do you uh, see just, just quickly here? I um, hate to put you on the spot. This prognostication gets to be a pain. I know that. But uh, you know how it is. Some things uh, everybody wants to know what you think about uh, the SEC. In general, it looks to me like it's tightening up. There's some uh there's some football teams that in the past have been uh pushovers, if you will, uh that aren't anymore, like Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, and then certainly Ole Miss and Arkansas and the West. In fact, how how do you see the SEC shaping up, uh, Joe right this year?
1: Yeah, okay, I think uh, I think you're exactly right. It is now, from coaching against all those teams every year that I was, when I was coaching them, still being around it, you're going when you you gonna get your best shot when they're playing Alabama anyway. But you go right through that list. You just mentioned those with uh, Tennessee; they've got it going now, doing a good job recruiting. And Kentucky's done a nice job. Uh, Ole Miss has stepped it up, and and Sam Pittman at Arkansas; they've got. It. Uh, a lot of pride, and they play hard, and they're well coached. Or, and Texas a you and know, got uh, the, the, it's the same way, you know. So, uh, and I'm telling you, what the guy at Mississippi State, he gets those guys playing, and they're a threat when you play them. Huh? That's the, uh, LSU. That's right. This is all just on the SEC West, with, without going over, except Tennessee's in the East and Kentucky, but you. It, it is a competitive, competitive league, and if you're not careful every week you go out, man, you can get knocked to your knees.
0: You bet. we to get Oklahoma and Texas in there, too. <laughs> yeah, years. that's right. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Joe, I can't thank you enough. I've, I've held you quite uh, quite a for quite a long time, and I apologize for that. But we've enjoyed it very much, and, and you've been a, a, a real – Asset to our uh, program and to
1: our audience here, we, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Well, okay. Thank you, and as And I followed your career too. So I, I, I uh, want to say thank you for everything you've done for all uh, for the sport and all the people that you have affected them through the years.